Good evening, my friends, and welcome back to 62 Horror Movies with Josh Hitchens, that's me, where I'm your host for a creepy double feature every night in the month of October. Come join me, won't you? My friends, it is October 28th, and tonight is Smells Like Children Night on 62 Horror Movies. Uh, We're going to talk about two movies that are both set on Halloween and both involve children in danger. First, we're going to talk about... Oh, a little movie that I don't think anyone's ever seen, uh, called Hocus Pocus, uh, released by Disney in 1993, followed by a movie that definitely most people have not seen, all jokes aside, uh, Satan's Little Helper from 2004. Let's get into it. Um... So as I said in a much earlier episode this month uh, when I was talking about the movie Ernest Scared Stupid, which also would have been a good pairing with Hocus Pocus, uh, I I think for folks of my generation, uh, I'm 35, uh, growing up, like, both those movies came out very close to each other. Ernest Scared Stupid was 1991, Hocus Pocus was 1993, and I think you're either an Ernest Scared Stupid person or you're a Hocus Pocus person. I've always been more of an Ernest Scared Stupid person, but I love Hocus Pocus as well, um, otherwise I wouldn't be talking about it. Uh, Hocus Pocus, I think, is, is interesting to know was actually considered somewhat of a disappointment uh, when it first came out. I mean, first of all, Disney made the really asinine decision to release Hocus Pocus in July of 1993, in the middle of the summer, when this is clearly a Halloween movie. It is literally set on Halloween night. I don't know why they didn't release it in October. That seems really, really dumb. Uh, But Disney does really dumb things sometimes, or a lot of the time. Um, But it was not really loved by critics. A lot of critics really hated it, um, just thought it was a piece of crap. Uh, And it, it... it did make money at the box office. It cost $28 million to make, made $44 million. Um, but still, considering the fact that it's had three big stars at the time, was kind of a disappointment. Um, but Hocus Pocus is one of those cult movies that found fame both on VHS and DVD, and also because uh, it started being rerun endlessly on TV during Halloween, kind of like they do with A Christmas Story, but, like, there have been years where it's, like, 24 hours of Hocus Pocus. Um, So, like A Christmas Story, Hocus Pocus kind of became beloved uh, through that method of exposure, and now is a huge, huge cult film um, that many, 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 many people love, and people keep discovering it, which which is lovely. Um... So the story of how Hocus Pocus came to be made, I think, is is kind of interesting. Uh, Hocus Pocus started out as a script written by the filmmaker uh, Mick Garris. 
uh, and Mick Garris has done a lot of uh, work in horror, uh, both as a writer, director, and producer, but Mick Garris wrote a screenplay he called Disney's Halloween House that was bought by Walt Disney Pictures in 1984, and in the original concept of the movie, it was a lot darker, a lot scarier, um, and the characters in the movie were supposed to be young children, um, not the teenagers that or young adults that they appear that they appear to be in Hocus Pocus. Um, so it sort of sat in a vault in Disney for many many years, um, and various people. Uh, over the years, tried rewriting the script. Um, they made it two of its protagonists into teenagers, and they also, in the rewrites, started gearing the film more towards comedy and less towards horror. And the reason why this movie finally got made is because Bette Midler expressed an interest in it. Um, and from that point, the Hocus Pocus immediately went into production, uh, and that's why we have the movie that we have today. Uh, the role of Winifred Sanderson, played by Bette Midler, was actually originally written with Cloris Leachman in mind, uh, which would have been fascinating. Uh, a very different movie. Um, Cloris Leachman won an Oscar for The Last Picture Show and also is famous for her roles in several Mel Brooks movies, including, of course, Young Frankenstein uh, and High Anxiety. Um, she's a brilliant, very funny actor. Um, plays a grandma on the TV show Malcolm in the Middle. Um, she was one of the most memorable parts of that. So it's kind of fascinating to think about Cloris Leachman as Winifred. It would have been a very different movie, um, but she would have been hilarious in it too. So you have Bette Midler as Winifred Sanderson. Completing the casting, you have Sarah Jessica Parker as Sarah Sanderson and Kathy Najimy as Mary Sanderson. God bless them all. Um, interesting fact... Sarah Jessica Parker, many, many years after making this movie, uh, was on a television show called Who Do You Think You Are, which traces, which took famous people and traced back their ancestry. And it, in the course of that show, Sarah Jessica Parker found out that she's actually related to someone who was accused of being a witch during the actual Salem witch trials. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's 10th great-grandmother, a woman named Esther Elwell, was arrested in Salem in the late 1600s for committing, quote, sundry acts of witchcraft and choking a neighbor to death. Fortunately, Esther's case never made it to the court, um, the trials and the witch hysteria ended before that could happen. So she escaped with her life. Um, so it's really interesting that 300 years later, Sarah Jessica Parker, a descendant of one of the accused witches in Salem, plays a witch in Salem in 1693 and in 1993. Uh, Kathy Najimy as Mary Sanderson is also wonderful, mm -hmm. as she always is, of course, known for Sister Act, her play, early feminist play, The Kathy and Mo Show, um, also voiced 
Peggy Hill on the uh, animated sitcom King of the Hill for about a million years. That's a great show. You should check it out if you've never seen it. Um, I hate myself for saying this, but there is a meme, a meme that I saw recently that I really actually loved and it was about Hocus Pocus obviously or I wouldn't be mentioning it but it said that as far as directing uh Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Najimy as Mary Sanderson this person who created this meme said okay Bette Midler this is camp just do whatever the fuck you want Sarah Jessica Parker, you have to take either a hit of LSD or cocaine before every scene. Either one, but you have to do at least one. And Kathy Najimy, just play her like a happy golden retriever. And honestly, I think that's a really accurate description of their performances in this film. Um, it's fun. So, in case you have never seen Hocus Pocus. It's hard to believe that there's someone who's listening to this who has not seen Hocus Pocus. The premise is that on Halloween 1693 in Salem, Massachusetts, there are these three sister witches um, who drain the life force out of children, killing them, which makes them, keeps them young forever. And the brother of uh, one of the children that they have just drained the life out of his name, Thackeray Binks. I always thought it was Zachary when I was a kid because who, what is Thackeray? That's not a name, but it used to be. Uh, Thackeray Binks tries to stop them, but the witches turn him into a cat uh, who will live forever. Uh, but then the, the three Sanderson sisters are caught and they are executed, but they've cast a spell. Um, that whoever lights the, uh, what what's it called? The black flame candle on Halloween night. If a virgin lights the candle, then the three Sanderson sisters will come back to life. And now fast forward to Halloween 1993, when you have um, kids who are trying to, le- who are learning the history of the town. Uh, there's the new kid in town, Max, who's moved from L.A. to Salem, lots of culture shock there, and uh, they eventually go to the Sanderson house, which has been preserved as a witchcraft museum, uh, and the grimoire, the Book of Shadows, the spell book that they use, and the black flame candle still there, and the black flame candle's lit, and the witches come back to life, and also the cat, Binks, uh, it earns the ability to talk, and Hilarious Halloween fun ensues. Um, uh, The role of Max, which is played by Omri Katz in this movie, was originally offered to Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, and he turned it down to make the movie What's Eating Gilbert Grape, which worked out well for him because he got his first Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actor for doing that movie. Uh, And you also have Thora Birch, very young Thora Birch in this movie, who would, of course, go on to star in American Beauty uh, and Ghost World, and then kind of... um, Her her career's taken some strange turns, mostly due to the fact that her father uh, is her manager, and there's lots of sort of creepy stuff there. Look her up on on Wikipedia if you want to learn more about that. Um... You also have Doug Jones as Billy Butcherson, who is Winifred's former boyfriend that she poisoned in 1693, but they resurrect him as a zombie to sort of be their helper. And Hocus Pocus is a movie that, again, 
is so successful because it really gets Halloween right, really gets that Halloween experience as children right. Um, and actually, I think is interesting in that it does, there is a threat here, like they are going to kill these children, um, all these children, they're just going to kill them all. Um, you know, and Sarah Jessica Parker sings that song, you know, Come Little Children, um, which makes all the children walk to the cabin like the Pied Piper. Um, and of course, at the big Halloween party where all the adults are attending, Bette Midler uh, does her cover of I Put a Spell on You, which is just obviously it's amazing. Um, and at the beginning, beginning of that song, she says, Hello, Salem, my name's Winifred. What's yours? Which is a nod to... Uh, the role of Rose in the musical Gypsy, and Bette Midler uh, had starred in a TV movie version of Gypsy as Rose the same year that Hocus Pocus was released in 1993. Won a Golden Globe Award for Best Actress for it. Should have won an Emmy, but she didn't. Check that movie out. It's uh, She's really good in it. Um, uh, yeah, Hocus Pocus is, is really... Is, Really fun and I think really interesting. Holds up very, very well. Uh, was filmed on location in... All the exteriors were filmed on location in Salem. Uh, and Salem has really embraced Hocus Pocus as part of its Halloween lore. Um, the majority of the interiors of the film were filmed in California, of course. But it, you know, really has that uh, authentic, authentic uh, Salem flavor. Um, yeah, so if you have somehow been living under a rock and have not seen Hocus Pocus yet, I highly recommend you check it out. Hocus Pocus is streamed on Disney Plus, of course, and is a wonderful movie. Uh, if you have young children who you want to be used, who you want to get used to horror movies, this Hocus Pocus is one of those movies that is a great training wheels horror movie for young kids um certainly captivated me later on um one other fun fact about this movie uh the cat uh that they used to play binks in hocus pocus actually also was used in the television series sabrina the teenage witch starring melissa joan hart which aired in the late 1990s as well Another little uh, fun fact for you all. So, my friends, enjoy Hocus Pocus, and we'll come back for our second feature of the night. Okay, so Hocus Pocus is a movie most people have seen, but our second feature of the night, which also takes on place on Halloween night and heavily involves children, uh, one young child particularly, is a movie that I don't think a lot of people have seen, and that's one of the reasons why I'm talking about it, because it's a movie that I love, and it is called Satan's Little Helper, and it was released in 2004, uh, written and directed by a guy named Jeff Lieberman. Uh, and this movie, oh God, it is... One of the greatest examples, I th recent examples, I think I've seen of a movie being so bad it's good. And I think, honestly, a, a really interesting latter-day version of True Camp. Um, 
Because True Camp is a movie, or any kind of media really, that is made with serious intent, and the result is just hilarious. And is all the more hilarious for the fact that the people making the movie did not realize they were making a comedy. Um, and I can say that with confidence because I actually do own the DVD of Satan's Little Helper, which has a commentary track with writer-director Jeff Lieberman. And you very quickly realize, listening to that commentary track, that he is not in on the joke. Uh, he thinks this is a very serious movie. Um, so on the internet, you'll see Satan's Little Helper described as sort of a horror comedy. It was not intended to be that way. Do not... It is perceived that way now, but the original creators of this film did not intend it to be funny. Um, but it is. But Satan's Little Helper is super interesting because the premise of it is actually really terrifying and really great. And it's the whole idea that, you know, on Halloween, everyone is dressed up in costumes. All the, every house has like a Halloween display with really grisly things and bloody things. So Halloween is, as you know, we have seen in previous movies before, is a perfect time for a serial killer to just decimate the population of a neighborhood without anyone noticing because everyone's expecting creepy things and everyone's in costumes and everyone's wearing masks. And what happens when a ser when this serial killer in this small town uh, runs across a young child and they tea and they team up, but the child doesn't realize that the serial killer is a real serial killer. That's a really disturbing premise for a horror movie. It is not executed the way they intended. Okay. Um, there is so much about this movie I could talk about, but I'm going to try and keep within my time here. So the main premise of Satan's Little Helper is that uh, it centers around a nine-year-old boy named Dougie who is obsessed with this video game called Satan's Little Helper in which you're helping Satan uh, hurt, maim, and kill dif different people. Um, and he's really into it. Uh, Dougie has a mother and uh, the uh, named Meryl. The mother is played by the amazing Amanda Plummer. Dougie also has a sis an older teenage sister named Jenna, um, played by Catherine Winnick, um, who's Canadian, uh, which may explain some things about her performance I'm going to talk about in a bit. Uh, so it's Halloween. It's Dougie's favorite holiday. He's dressed up. He's dressed up as a little, a little devil. Um, and he's very excited that his big sister's coming home. Uh, but the big sister brings home her boyfriend uh, from from acting from acting school um, named Alex, and that's the that's sort of how we get started here. Um, okay, so one of the fun thing, really great things about this movie is Amanda Plummer's performance as the mother. Um, uh, I don't know how to say this politely, but Amanda Plummer in Satan's Little Helper, I 
you could say, giving her the benefit of the doubt, that she is playing a character who is really drunk all the time, maybe also on some pills, too, and that's just acting. But I kind of don't think so. I've watched this movie a lot of times. Um, and I think Amanda Plummer, bless her, is actually fucked up on something during this movie. Like, she slurs her words a lot. There's one take where she's walking down a hallway and then she weaves and literally almost runs into a wall before she corrects herself. There are scenes where she's kind of, like, sweaty um, in weirdly from take to take. So I think there's something chemical going on there. And I say that not to make fun of her for it, um, because substance abuse is a problem. And if she was going through something in this movie, I hope she's better now. She seems to be, she's a brilliant, brilliant actor. Um, but her sort of loopy, unhinged performance as the mom in this movie, uh, is great fun to watch. I mean, and there's even, there's a Halloween party scene in this in Satan's Little Helper as well, which is very similar to the one in Hocus Pocus. And in that Halloween party scene, the Satan serial killer has um, kidnapped Amanda Plummer, the mother, and uh, wrapped her up in like saran wrap. Um, including her head and mouth so she can't breathe. And she like goes into this Halloween party trying to get people to help her. Uh, and she falls to the ground and the entire Halloween party just laughs at her, um, which is bizarre. Um, so yeah, there's that. Praise be to Amanda Plummer. I, I love her in this movie. I love her in everything that she does. I think she is a very, very underrated actor. Um, she's great. Um, this is an interesting uh, performance. I'll just say that. Uh, and then you have uh, Catherine Winnick as Jenna, the older teenage sister. Um, and there's a lot of weird things going on with her voice in this in this movie. Sometimes she's has an American accent. Sometimes the Canadian sneaks through. She also, at some point, attempts to do what I I think is like a Cockney accent, but it is the most bizarre wrong Cockney accent I have ever heard in my life, and it's just fantastically hysterical. Um, and there's a very weird thing in this movie, like in the very first scene of the movie, when the mom and the little boy Dougie are driving in the car, the mom's talking on the phone to someone, and um, and she's like, oh yeah, Dougie's in love with his sister. He wants to marry her. She's the love of his life. And Dougie's really upset uh, when his sister brings home her actor boyfriend, like a sort of spurned lover. Um, so there's this very strange, like, incestuous thing going on that is never really addressed. It's just sort of there, and it's, you know, it's just very, very odd. Um, yeah, uh, and, and the... Uh, then there's the, the Satan killer, the serial killer who's, you know, uh, do, doing all the bad stuff, um, played by Joshua Annex, um, who's really fun. You never see his face. He's always in a mask, but he 
goes about killing people, um, but he's very, very expressive in just how he uses his body and his hands. Um, and since um, the majority of this movie is this silent adult Satan serial killer character and a nine-year-old child, um, they both carry the film pretty well, I think. Um, another weird thing about this movie is you have uh, Stephen Graham as Alex, the the actor boyfriend, um, who just very casually throughout the movie, like I think in the very first scene he's in, like just casually throws out there that how abusive his father is, both physically and emotionally, um, and just like throws it out there like he's talking about, oh, I like potato chips. Um, uh, so there's just a lot of very, very strange elements going on in this movie that never really gel well together. Um, it, it's just bizarre. Um, it's such a bizarre, bizarre film that could have been really disturbing and scary and is just kind of leaves your mouth open. Like, what the fuck am I watching? Or like, what the fuck did they just say? Um, and it leads to hilarity. Um, in a lot of scenes. I do have to say, do must, do have to warn you all, um, there is a cat that is killed in this movie. Not in real life. They did not really kill a cat, uh, for Satan's Little Helper, but they depict that. Um, and I just feel like I have to mention that because, you know, this is a movie that makes, that is a lot of fun and really makes me laugh, but, you know, Killing animals, especially cats, is never cool. Um, and so I just want you to be prepared for that. Um, the movie does have a really... After all this, after all this sort of um, great bad movie stuff, Satan's Little Helper does have, I think, a really cr genuinely creepy ending where uh, the serial killer stops dressing in the Satan costume and starts dressing in a Jesus costume uh, with a very realistic mask um, and the eyes. Like, it's, it's genuinely very, very creepy and I think kind of interesting. Uh, and the killer then appears one more time at the end of the film. Uh, it's a spoiler, but who cares? Um, as a police officer... Uh, who's aunt, who is coming to save the family, and you only see him from behind, and they the family invites the officer in, and then the officer sprays, a, spray paints the number six next to their house number, which to make it read six six six, and then the door closes, and that's the end. So yeah, um, that is Satan's Little Helper. Um, it's not a scary movie. It should have been. I think it's a pretty hilarious movie with a, with a lot of just weird stuff in it. But like Hocus Pocus, it also really gets Halloween right. It really gets that, ho that true fall Halloween atmosphere. So I think it is a great pairing with Hocus Pocus. Don't show this one to the kids, though. This is strictly for after the kids have gone to bed. This is for the adults preferably after you've had a few drinks or um, responsibly indulged in uh, a certain medicinal herb of some kind. Um, yes. Uh, but yeah, Satan's a little helper, my friends. Uh, it's definitely worth watching for Halloween. Uh, it's become one of my favorites over the years since I've seen it. I don't even remember how I first saw this movie. Um, 
whether I heard about it or just randomly saw it on uh, on the shelf on DVD and bought it. I honestly don't remember, but I'm very glad it came into my life because uh, I think it's really, really funny um, and just really, really good for the Halloween time we're in. So enjoy Satan's Little Helper. Um, fast forward through that cat scene. You'll know when it's coming. Uh, and then we'll come back and we'll close out the night. My friends, thank you for joining me once again for 62 Horror Movies with Josh Hitchens. That's me. Tomorrow night is found footage night. We are going to watch the last broadcast released in 1998, followed by, of course, The Blair Witch Project from 1999. Until then, happy Halloween, my friends.